Welcome to the Gospel Reveal Podcast. My name is Michael, your host and teacher. Here at the Gospel Reveal Podcast, we teach the Bible expositionally. That is for you to understand the Bible in context. As a result, you will grow in your faith. You will know God and grasp his word. We are on a series on the parables of Jesus and we looked at the parable of the prodigal son and the title of the message is God's bountiful mercy but we only looked at part one and that was the younger brother and today we'll be looking at the elder brother so let's go over to the message In part one of the prodigal son, we discover that the younger brother rebelled against his father. But then he came to his senses, he repented and returned to his father. To his greater surprise, his father threw an extravagant party. But then his elder brother was away in the fields. Then he came home. This is where we pick the story up, verse 25. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he had music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry. And refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I have been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes come home, you kill the fattened calf for him. My son, the father said, You are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and he's found. In verse 28, we see that the elder brother refused to go into the party and his father had to come out to Ask him to go into the party. Yeah, yet again, we see another brother rebelling against his father. He's bringing shame on his father's head. You see, whilst his father was rejoicing at the return of his son, he was rejecting his brother. You see, this reflects the Pharisees that were listening to this parable. When when the outcasts, the prostitutes, the tax collectors, the sinners draw close to Jesus, they were grumbling, they muttered. But the truth is, they missed the act of God. They missed God's salvation. And that was the case here with the elder brother. He totally missed what his father was doing. Because his father is merciful and gracious and is providing a way to rescue his younger brother. You see, his response reveals his problem. 
So what is the problem with the elder son? What's the elder son's problem? He had a distorted view of his father, just like his younger brother. But he, he's a legalist, whilst his brother is lawless. We see the difference here. His brother is totally lawless. He rebelled against his father, but he stayed home, but he's a legalist. What is legalism? Sinclair Ferguson, in his book, The Whole Christ, he quoted Gerhandos Voss, who defined legalism. I think it's a good definition of legalism. It says, legalism is a peculiar kind of submission to God's law, something that no longer feels the personal divine touch in the rule it submits to. And that's true. And that's what we see in these verses with the case of the elder son. So if we go back to the verse, verse 29, it says, I have been slaving for you. And here he's separating God's law from God himself. He totally missed the point. You see, it's not something that one should separate because God and his law are the same. It comes from a gracious God and that his law is gracious and it's for our good. But he had a warped view, was separating God's law from God himself. You cannot do that. He doesn't grasp the reality of a relationship. This was his father. A relationship, all relationship have laws, have rules. Let's take the case of a marriage. <clears throat> when you're with someone, it's because you love them. You marry that person because you love them and the relationship is exclusive. But there are tons of laws in that marriage. For instance, you do not cheat on your partner. Why you don't do that? It is because you love them. That is the rule. If you break that law, then you've broken it. So you, you also don't be with the person because you have to. You do it because you love them. And so that's some kind of legalism going on with this elder brother. It says he was slaving. He was just doing what he's supposed to do for his father. He totally missed the points. He had a distorted view of his father. Then if we go on with the verse as well, it says, I was slaving, but then I never disobeyed your orders. Here we see self-righteousness at play. Self-righteousness is believing that your works are good and pleasing to God and that you're righteous in God's high on your own merit. Just like the Jewish religious leaders here, it seems as if Jesus was speaking to them. They are the elder brother. They think that they are works and those added oral laws has made them righteous in God's eyes. They were legalists. Are you a legalist? Do you have a relationship with God? Or have you started with a relationship and now you've separated the law from who God is? And in verse 30, 
It shows us the fruits of legalism. But when this son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. This is the elder brother speaking to his father in a very disrespectful way. But the son of yours. And here he's thinking that he's right up there. This reminds me yet again of the Jewish leaders being angry at the outcast drawing closer to Jesus. You see, the fruit of legalism is bitterness, pride, and self-righteousness. But then his father corrected him. He says, my son, the father said, this is verse 31 and 32, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. The father corrects the elder son's warped thinking. All I have is yours. That's the key. He had a different mindset. He totally missed the point. And here we discover that both brothers were after the same thing. And what was it? Both of them were after their father's wealth. But it's just the case that they were going about it differently. So we see the older son rebelled and asked for his own share of the wealth. But the elder son, the older brother, was slaving and thought that by that he would gain merit to get his father's wealth. Totally missed the point. And you and I could end up in one of those sides, either a legalist or a lawless person. But you and I should know this great truth as we've been saved and adopted into God's kingdom. Luke twelve thirty two. Jesus was speaking to a Jewish crowds and he was saying to them they should not worry about things in this life material things god will provide for their needs but then he gave them this great promise luke 12 32 he says do not be afraid little flock for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom now if you grasp this verse it will change your life because the poorest believer on planet earth is richer than the richest man on earth. And so if you have that perspective of an eternal mindset of God's glorious kingdom, nothing will bother you. The way you handle money, the way how you handle material things will change. And so if you know that you will not be a lawless person or a legalist thinking that you need to earn your way to get things from God because all that the Father has belongs to you. So the two sons let their father down, but there was one person missing in the story and he was the one right in front of them. And that is Jesus, God's only begotten son. He is our true big brother. You see, the elder brother should have been celebrating with his father as his younger brother returned home, not staying out 
and rebelling against his father. But he was consumed about himself and he was judging, pointing finger at his younger brother. But Jesus, who from eternity past have enjoyed perfect relationship with the father and always pleased him, willingly submit to the father to take the place of legalist and lawless people. Second Corinthians 5.21 says, Him who knew no sin became sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. You see, Jesus is the perfect one, but he took our place. He laid down his life for us, so that we will have eternal life. And so God commands us, it's not an offer, it's a command to repent of your sin. If you're rebelling from him, I urge you to repent. Or if you're a moral person that thinks that your merit will please God, repent of your sin. Romans 3, 23 to 24 tells us, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. In closing, we see God's bountiful mercy to two types of sinners, legalists and lawless people. You see, they are brothers from the same womb of distortion of God's character. The lawless person see God as a control freak. As a result, they rebelled against his law and missed the beauty of the law and the benefits of it all. The legalists separate God from his law. They only see the naked law, not the gracious God that this law comes from. So there's no relationship, it just works. Are you a legalist or a lawless person? You see, Christians can be. They can separate the law of God from God. But then you have the lawless folks who believes that the Ten Commandments and the laws of God doesn't apply to us anymore, the moral law. Well, that's warped. If that's the case, you need to repent. You see, we shouldn't be lawless or legalist, but we should be lover of God and of Christ. Galatians Galatians 2, 19 to 20 summarize this well and this it deals with both errors and if you grasp this it will change your life galatians 2 19 to 20 it says for through the law i died to the law so that i might live to god i have been crucified with christ it is no longer i who live but christ who lives in me and the life and i live in the flesh I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So here, Paul says that he died to the law, but he lived to Christ. And you know, the law that we live by is the law of Christ because Christ loved us and he died for us. We don't abandon God's law, moral law. We love it. We love God. 
But then Christ has rescued us and he will help us and we live through him by the power of the Spirit. We are transformed. So don't be a legalist or lawless person because you and I are co-heirs with Christ. And so God, we thank you that you are the sovereign God and in your grace and in your mercy, you rescue sinners. But those who respond, those who obey your commands of repenting of their sins will be saved. We bless your name, Father. Thank you that you draw people to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope this message has been a blessing to you. If you enjoy the podcast, can I ask you to rate and review the podcast, but also share and subscribe. If you have any question, please email the Gospel Reveal Podcast at gmail.com. That is the Gospel Reveal Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again. Until the next time. Bye-bye.